All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an extraordinary guest, multi-talented producer, engineer, and DJ, Rob Thomas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank Glad you for inviting me, man. No I doubt. a couple of hiccups before, but... We, oh, no. That's all we, good, brother. Now we're here now, though. We so. are here, and that's... Oh, that's good. Yo, that's all that really matters. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So if you, even before we get into talking about your background, as far as getting into music and DJing and engineering, I need the entire We Create Music community, whoever's watching, to help me congratulate this brother on his uh, recent marriage. <laughs> appreciate yes. It. Appreciate yes, it. yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Mary Life, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Two weeks in. Two weeks, Two weeks in. in. That's right. Two weeks in. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. Man. Beautiful thing. Yeah, beautiful I, thing. I a, but had a good time at the wedding. Oh uh, yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah, it was pretty nice, yep. man. We had so, a good time. Big congratulations. Appreciate that. Man. Yep. I appreciate that. All right. So if you wouldn't mind telling us how did you get started in in music? Take us all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, so I guess like to take it back, like I'm a so I'm a military kid, so Hey, me too. So, um I moved around a lot growing up. So <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, you know, I was born in Columbus, Georgia, mm. uh, lived there for like two or three years, mm -hmm. went to Germany, Texas, Illinois, California. Nice. So I was moving like every two years. Uh, my dad decided to basically finish his military career in South Carolina. So mm. I moved to Columbia, South Carolina when I was 11. Um, and I was only supposed to be there for a few years. So mm -hmm. we lived in like these little apartments. Mm -hmm. uh, so I met this kid. His name was, um, his name was Chavis. Uh, one of my best friends too. We're still really cool. Um, I met him. And, you know, we started kicking it for a little while, and then there used to be these other apartment complexes that were next to us. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was in middle school, I met this guy that lived in the apartments next to us. His name was Lakeith, and I went to his. So I used to go to his apartment sometimes and hang out. So his brother used to make beats mm. um, on okay. Fruity Loops. So I used to go over there. Right. And I used to hear his brother just making like beats and stuff like that. And then he made beats as well. Mm. So I was like, so I was just like, I was like man, that sounds kind of cool, man. I was like, can you show me how to do it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I can teach you. So he taught me how to use Fruity Loops, like when I was in sixth grade. And then um, really after that, I went back to my friend Travis and I was like, hey, man, I just learned about this Fruity Loops program, man. Like, we should learn it together and everything. I was like, I know the basics. So mm. um, he ended up, we ended up like downloading a version on his computer. I didn't have like a, really nice computer at mm -hmm. my house at that time he had a more his computer could probably handle free loose at that okay. time because uh, it was back in like 2001 yeah computers uh, back in that day weren't not that powerful yeah they weren't doing anything not at so, all you know that's when dial-up was still going on and yeah so, <laughs> yes it was so he had a nicer computer than i did so um so yeah we downloaded free loose man and then like i said we just started making beats mm -hmm. like like crazy and uh that's just kind of like where i kind of just fell in love with like making beats um, some of the other stuff just kind of came along later mm -hmm. on. Um, like after I, um, I went to SAE okay. um, after college, and um, you know that's where I kind of got opened up more to like engineering mm -hmm. and doing live sound mm -hmm. and um, DJ and really like anything that's kind of going on with me now. I kind of like got that from SAE, but it really it all started with with just seeing somebody just playing yeah. with Freddie Loose Man. Probably every producers mm -hmm. main story they just see somebody playing with free loops so i mean i use ableton now that's my go-to now okay. it's ableton but uh, 
I think yeah. like I think every producer is like they always start on Fruity Loops. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I didn't start on Fruity Loops. Okay, you didn't start on no. Oh, I didn't yeah. start on Fruity Loops, and so oh not Fruity Fruity Loops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't start on FL. I didn't. Um, I actually started on Ableton. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. that is where my whole music production career and actually I didn't even see somebody else do it I didn't even get into you know I know this ain't my story but no 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 but when I, I started off as a singer right so I, growing up that's what I did I sang and okay. choir and yeah. groups and all that stuff and my the group I was in we broke up uh, and I said you know what I don't want to sing no more I'm gonna I'm just gonna go make some music hey I didn't know how to make a single thing <laughs> at all and I said I'm gonna go learn how to make music and I, and I bought Ableton. I think it was like version four. Oh, wow. And it was Ableton Live Lite that I had with some MIDI keyboard. <laughs> it was like the M-Audio Oxygen 1 keyboard or something like that. It had like a crappy interface. And that's where I started was was on Ableton. Now, I don't really use Ableton today, but uh, yeah, that's what I started off. I started off with Ableton. It's still but, cool to see people actually that you even started with it because like anytime I tell someone that I use Ableton, mm-hmm. they're like, man, I have no clue how to use it. Oh they're, man, they're like I don't know how you'd use it because a lot of people really do still use Fruity Loops, mm-hmm. and a lot. Oh, of people, I know people who use it today. Yeah, like a lot of people, like even even the big time producers still use it. Metro Boom and all Metro them, all them still use Fruity yeah. Loops to this day. Smitty uses it. Yes, yeah, Smitty uses oh. Fruity Loops still. Yeah. So I mean, a lot I mean, of Kevin uses it. I mean, you know, and yeah. a lot of people use Logic. So like, I kind of get excited when I hear somebody that actually uses Ableton because it's yes. like a family of. Ableton producers are, are small. You don't, you don't hear it that often. So I get excited. You tell yes. me you use Ableton as your go-to, I'll be like, oh, man. But yes. I actually, I fell in love with Ableton at SAE, though. Like, mm. um, and I don't even think they really cared about it that much at SAE because we only learned it for, like, one week. Um, and they really just taught you the basics about wow. it. Um, but, again, there was somebody at SAE that was really good mm-hmm. with it. Um, so that's why I started using it. It kind of reminds me of Free Loops too, mm-hmm. like just like a Mac version. And at that time, I didn't feel like trying to do like all the cracks to yeah. be able to get Free Loops yeah. on my MacBook thing because it still wasn't Mac compatible. Yeah. So like Ableton kind of just reminded me of Free Loops. Yeah. You got to get like the crossover, or yeah, like, and, or use the wine. Yeah, I think it's log, called wine or something like that. Like you log use, out and like log back in. in. I was like, man, that's I, too I much. Got, yeah, I was like, I ain't got time to do all this. So I was like, let me just do Ableton. Yeah. But now I'm in love with Ableton. That's what's up. I want to go back Germany. Yes. How old were you when you when you were in Germany? I was only thirty. Oh, okay. So I don't remember, but um, yeah, I was only like thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I was gonna, dad, I was gonna ask where you were in Germany. Yeah. But, wherever my dad went, that's where I just went. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. That's been three years over in Germany. Oh wow. Well, okay. So, for high school, but that's what I was gonna ask what part of Germany you were in because I, I come from a military family. And okay. I'm a military quote unquote military brat. By the time I was fourteen, my stepdad was in the mili- in the army, and so the first place he went to was Germany. Oh wow! And so that's where I finished high school was over there. Oh good, so he was yeah. overseas for high school. Yeah, it was a crazy. That's what I said. That sounds like a crazy kind experience. Of fun. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy, that crazy experience. Like it might be kind of fun, man. Yep. Yeah, like I said, I. It was cool to like grow up in Colombia too, though. Mm-hmm. So like, um, just because it was like the first place I actually sat down. Like I said, I got to go to middle school and high school there, mm-hmm. and then I went to college in South Carolina too. Um, so it was just kind of cool to just be in like one place and like mm-hmm. moving all the time. I actually got to go to school with mm-hmm. somebody and go to high school with them. That's and right. like actually have like some lifelong friends now because mm-hmm. I actually was in one place. So it was it was pretty cool. I don't have any family in South Carolina or anything oh. like that. So 
really just friends and stuff. But, but yeah, Columbia, yeah. That's cool, what's place. Up. cool place to grow up. Though. <laughs> That's what's up. Okay, so let's talk about, I'll just get right to it. Let's talk about Ignorant Luxury. Yes. Let's talk about the album. Let's talk about your process and how you even started the concept of coming up with this album. Yeah. And then, of course, where can people find find your album? Um, so, yeah, you can find Ignorant Luxury on any streaming platform. It's on SoundCloud, too. Um, so, yeah, you can find it on SoundCloud, you know, Spotify title, Apple Music, mm-hmm. uh, Pandora, wherever you can stream anything at, you can find it at. Um, it's me and a buddy of mine from back home. His name is uh, CJ, but he goes by Charlie Maverick. Okay. Um, so... Basically, the whole, the, the album, I never planned on doing an album with mm. him. Um, like, three or four years ago, I was trying to get into, like, the whole leasing business. Mm-hmm. But, like, leasing, bit, uh, leasing beats, so I was using Airbit okay. um, to lease beats. And I knew him from, like, back in the day. Like, I knew he rapped, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that he was, like, doing it really seriously. Um, so, when I moved to Atlanta, he was still in Columbia, so... Okay. Um, I realized that he had leased a couple of beats off of my site. Um, mm. So he just reached out to me one day and he was just like, hey man, I leased a couple of beats off you. Um, I made a couple of songs. I just want you to hear them and see what you think about them. I was like, all right, cool. So he sent me the two songs and then um, I listened to them and I was like, yo, these are really good. <laughs> I was like, I haven't really heard anyone rap over my beats like this in a while. He's like, he's like, he's like, man, you for real? I was like, yeah. I was like, these, these things sound real good, man. I was like, yo, we, maybe we should like do an album. Hey. And he was like, he's like, shoot, I'm down. So at that time, he was living in South Carolina at Myrtle Beach when he sent me those songs. So maybe like, we didn't really work on anything for like six months to okay. a year. But he randomly had hit me up one day and was like, hey, I'm moving to Atlanta with my girl. I was like, oh, dang. Wow. So uh, he moved to Atlanta. So when he moved to Atlanta, we linked up. Um, at that time, I was like real heavy with AJ over at Salem Songs mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and I think AJ, uh, he was like out of town or he had some kind of event he was doing that night. Uh, so I was like, so I just asked AJ, I was like, hey, I got this guy that I made a couple songs with. Is it cool if he comes over here and we can just kind of lock in in the studio for a few hours while mm-hmm. you're doing your event? And AJ was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. So he came over. We recorded two songs. And then from there, we were like, yeah, we're definitely doing an album. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're definitely going to do an yeah. album together. So like we recorded that night we had recorded like a, a song and we also had recorded which is which is the intro on the album now mm-hmm. um so then like every like two weeks we would just get together and um we would just be working on songs man and we would just be just keep cranking out bangers after bangers mm-hmm. and then um by the time we was done we was able to find 10 tracks that we really liked um like i said it's a kind of a cool project because it's like the first like album i would say that i like executively produced Mm -hmm. so you know like i produced everything on the album so every beat is mine um i recorded every single song uh and i mixed every song and then um, aj did the masterings for me on it and like cleaned up the songs Mm -hmm. after like post-production and stuff like that but uh yeah everything that was done on the album was me and of course like i said he rapped on it so uh it was pretty dope man like i said he's like one of the first artist in a while that mm-hmm. I felt like I could do a whole album with because uh, like I said sometimes like I've worked with other artists sometimes the songs don't really come out that well mm-hmm. or like when I send people beats sometimes like you know people will hit me back up and they'll be like hey man I really like the beats I just don't know if they for me like can you send me a 
I don't know, a, a, a Lil Key type beat, right? <laughs> or can you send me a, a Jada Kiss type beat or right. something like that? And like I said, for me, like, I don't want to sound like anybody else, mm-hmm. like I said. So like for me, like I can give you a Rob Thomas beat if you want to, you know, catch this wave, right. you know what I mean? And sometimes it just doesn't work with artists sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what they're looking for. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes they want something that sounds like, you know, something else. But like I said, I've never really tried to sound like anybody else. I always just want people to be like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's Rob. So um, he's like in a while, like I said, what, but when I send him beats, mm-hmm. he just writes songs to him. Like we're working on Ignorant Luxury 2 right now. I, think I sent him like 30 beats, like maybe a few months ago. He wrote a song to every single beat. Wow. So he never, anytime I ever sent him beats, he never responded with like, hey man, can you send me something like this? Mm-hmm. Like he just gravitated towards like the type of beats that I made. So like I said, it was just like a natural thing when it kind of yeah. just worked together. So yeah, it came together really nice, man. I, he's actually about to move back to Atlanta. So. Okay. Uh, to be honest, the second album's probably already done. Just need to record it. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that all came yeah. together, man. Real organic, man. Real, mm-hmm. Like real organic and like I said, it came together real nice, and we'll definitely be doing a lot more stuff. Yeah, that's what's later up, on during the year, man. Um, and I got some other artists that I'm gonna be working with this year too. Um, mm. I got a guy named JBIB. Um, he's like an R&B singer. Mm-hmm. Like me and him are gonna be working on a like R&B compilation and like dropping that in February. And then um, I'm probably gonna start working on like a Rob Thomas compilation uh-huh. album as well that I'll just produce with, with various artists and stuff like that. So. Yeah, man, it's got some got some stuff coming. Hey, you got some you got some stuff coming. You got to make sure you check out Ignorant Luxury. I had the privilege of listening to the whole thing last night, and it was pretty dope. Y'all got you definitely got to check it out. Appreciate that. Yeah, definitely, it's a pretty dope album. So let's talk about so you Soul Beast on on Airbit, right? Yeah. So regardless if it's Airbit or Beat Stars or any type of beat selling platform, I just want to talk about the differences between using that particular medium versus working collectively with an artist? I mean, what were some of the, the major differences between just trying to sell beats online versus creating a true organic project with someone? Yeah, like, that's a very good question, actually. Uh, you know, when you lease in beats, um, like I said, somebody buys something, they just go make a song. You're not with the artist and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, you, I feel like sometimes you can't, get the full creative, you know, juices flowing or the like best product sometimes mm-hmm. when you're not in the studio with the artist. Uh, like one thing I realized like from the two songs he did make, um, those didn't go on the album. Okay. But uh, when we were, it's like when you get in the studio with an artist though, it's like you guys can bounce ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he might hear the beat or something because he's around me, he can easily say like, hey man, pull that beat up. I'm like, okay, cool. And he might be like, hey, I think maybe, you know, maybe we should add a symbol here or take the hi out, hi-hat out here. Or um, I also like recording. Sometimes I honestly, I honestly like recording the artists that mm-hmm. I work with too. Um, just because, like, you can just be like, you know, if they're maybe in the studio with, like, some of their homies or something like that, you know, not everyone's going to tell somebody, like, oh, that wasn't a right. good take or this <laughs> wasn't like that. You know, a lot of people aren't going to do that. Uh, so, like, I kind of like, when you got that relationship with the artist, like with him, to be like, hey man, you can come a little harder mm-hmm. on that, or you know, maybe you should try your ad libs like this, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe you don't need to double this, and uh, you know, maybe we should, you know, or he'll be like, oh, you know, put a, you know, reverse in it or something. Right. So 
Yeah, I think that, like I said, the biggest difference is, like, you know, with leasing, you don't have as much control over what the artist does. Like I said, they're just going to go record it, I don't know, in their closet at home or something like mm-hmm. that. And then, like, you just, you just, I just feel like you just can't get the full process unless you're with somebody. So, yeah. um, it was really good that we was able to be in the same room together mm-hmm. because we was able to get actually, you know, nice recordings. Like, you know, maybe if he would have recorded it at home, maybe it would have been clipping the whole time, but he didn't care. But, you know, if he comes recordings with me in the studio and I'm recording him, then it's like, okay, cool. Like, hey, man, we need to redo that because the vocal right. doesn't sound clean and stuff like that. So I do think it's really important to um, get in the studio with artists while they're mm-hmm. working as, as much as you can, especially, like, if it's... Because it's just your, you know, it's kind of your song, too. Yeah, it is. rapping, you know, you got a lot, a big part to do with it, too. That's right. So I think it's, it's pretty important to make sure you're with people as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I see today that the... Part of a big push is selling and leasing beats, yeah. beats online, and yeah. it kind of takes away. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I mean, I have a BeatStars account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really have anything up there. <laughs> it's, and it's so sad too, because I paid the money to do it, and then I don't know if I really loaded up. So I kind of just like gave them free money. It was yeah, so, so it was so sad, right? Because yeah. I never took full advantage of that platform. But then, so so I guess here, here's a question I want to ask. Do you think the online leasing business is a saturated market or an oversaturated market? I definitely do. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's super, yeah, it is. Uh, like, I don't even, to be honest, I didn't even sell that many beats off Airbit as I probably would have liked to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even have an Airbit account anymore. Uh, it's like, it's like too much competition almost on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause like for me, like I wanted to do like a hundred dollar at least for a beat, but then you got, but the top people on there are, you know, selling five for mm-hmm. $50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like someone comes to my page and I think my beat is worth a hundred dollars to lease it. Um, right. But you know, to them they're like, Oh, this is a good beat, but I can go over here to, you know, Johnny rocket and, I can get five from him for 50. He's selling his things for $10 a beat. So it's like, but there's there's way more people on like the leasing sites that are selling like 10, 15, 20 dollar beats than people that are doing like what I was trying to do, like a hundred dollar lease and stuff like that. Um so yeah, I, I do think it's a little bit um I think I definitely do think it's saturated, but I think it's more with the pricing, man. Mm-hmm. I think if people would just if everyone would just raise their pricing on it, then I think it would give the consumer, mm. they wouldn't have a choice but to start paying $50 right. for a lease. Um, it's just, I mean, I've seen people selling them for like, like buy one, get four free. Like, it'd be some crazy it's stuff. Crazy it'd be some stuff. crazy I'm stuff like, on the leasing site. So it's like, I'm like, what in the world? So it's like, oh man, buy one $10 beat, get four free. Of course they're going to go buy do that. Yeah, of course they're going to go buy the $10. Why wouldn't the $10 beat that they're going to get four and they're going to get one from me for 100 So yeah, like I said, it's it definitely is oversaturated. And there's a lot of stuff, like I said, on the leasing things that just make it hard for somebody that's trying to really make mm-hmm. some money off of it. Um, difficult like I was saying like the buy one get four free is just right. like, I mean it's a no brand if I was an artist yeah, I would do it I would do it <laughs> shoot department stores don't do that yeah so it's retail like... <laughs> the retail industry don't do buy one get four free <laughs> buy one shirt get four shirts free <laughs> so it's like so it kind of helps me out so um, yeah I mean I kind of left the leasing thing alone yeah. so um, so do you think that undercuts or undervalues the 
music producer community as a whole when because it's a business right yeah i mean it, it is a business we're trying to make money off of the product that we sat in our studio for hours upon hours and created this work of art yeah definitely and i, I guess it, is it undercutting what we do as producers and is it making it undervalued yeah, I, I personally think so because, like, when you're getting stuff that cheap, um, it kind of, because it happens to me a lot, to be honest. It probably happens to every producer. Mm -hmm. If they're used to doing that, um, it kind of makes them, when you come to them with a price, like in person or something like that, the first thing they're going to say is, well, you know, I can go online and get a beef for $10. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, we'll go get the beef for $10 so beef online. For $10. I'm not, I'm not going to charge $10 right. to lease a beef. Um, so I, I do think it kind of clouds artists' mm. uh, mind frame of being able to just, um, and that's the internet in general. Right. Um, you know, you know, people could never even rip off beats off like YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, they have the big thing like AJ used to always, we used to always joke about this because people would come in and be like, oh yeah, I got this beat off YouTube, and have like all the tags in it when they're about to record it. Uh, yes. So I mean, the internet, the internet is just, it's just so easy to get stuff now yeah. um, that I think artists do feel like entitled that mm. they don't have to pay as much for a beat or mm -hmm. if you're standing by your price, like almost like you're doing something wrong. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, well, I can just do this. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it does, uh, I think it does cloud artists up a, a little bit um, there. And uh, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of artists out there that'll pay oh, yeah. for what they of want. Of course, I love all you artists who pay. <laughs> um, yes. but there but there definitely are a lot that want it for free mm -hmm. or you know for gas money like a half or time. they look at that bill and go how much is this bill today <laughs> yo I'll sell you this bill for thirty eight ninety seven. let's go yeah, and then um and then like I said not and I and I can understand too like some people might have the cheap on there they might just need the money yeah you know there might be some people that just need the money I mean you know but they're but they're I don't know I think it does hurt Mm -hmm. makes the artist think that they don't really have to pay yeah. because see when when you are when you're buying a beat from an artist face to face i think there's more that you're getting with than just buying the beat especially if you're That's building true. a relationship yeah with that particular artist you're getting my years of expertise you're getting uh feedback that can help better the song and better you as an artist you're getting you know the mixing the mastering you're going to get all this this package deal that comes when we work together versus if you just buy the exactly. four, buy one, get four free. Yeah, buy one, get four free, man. Four free. I'll tell you, look, it's, 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 it's on any, it's, no, on, it's, just, it's on any lease or something. Yes. It's, 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 it's pretty, yeah. That's right. I was like, well. So let's go back to SAE. <laughs> so you went to SAE for engineering? Yes. So do you feel that within the music community that it is beneficial for producers, artists, whoever it may be to be, to actually go through a formal education in music? Um, so I'm going to say yes and no. Okay. So I'm going to say yes if, so, okay, I guess I'll try to, let me try to sum this up. So like now, like I have my company, Rob Thomas Production. So like under, a, you know, my umbrella of Rob Thomas Productions mm -hmm. is, you know, producer, DJ. Um, like I said, I do lives. I, you know, I run boards at uh, St. Bridget Catholic Church in uh, Johns Creek. I do that every Sunday. 
Um, I run their church services and stuff for their choir. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I also do, uh, you know, like the DJ and now and the, and the engineer. So for me, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do all of that stuff if I didn't go to SAE. Mm-hmm. It opened my mind to it because okay. they, you know, they teach you more than just engineering. You know, they have a class that's just live sound. I would have never thought about that. Okay. Um, so... I'm going to say yes if your goal, I would say, is to broaden your mind to want to do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I like I, said, I think if I wouldn't have went to SAE, I probably wouldn't have been at that church on Sundays. Or I probably wouldn't have been thinking about DJing. Or, mm-hmm. um, and to be honest, some of the opportunities I got from SAE, too, like just from like the internships and um, just some of like the jobs that they actually posted and stuff like that. So if you're going to actually like if you're really the ready to really like learn about other stuff and like mm-hmm. take advantage of some of the opportunities that the school's going to give you, I would say yes. My Now, I was now for no, if you're, tr- personally for me, I think if you're just trying to just learn like one thing, like if mm-hmm. all you want to do is make beats, I think it would be more beneficial for you to try to find somebody, like a mentor or something like oh. that, um, or try to somehow get into a studio uh, to where you can maybe just like learn the business and learn a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, like I said, SAE really opened my mind a lot. But if I was doing nothing but maybe just like all I wanted to do was make beats and like mm-hmm. engineering and none of that other stuff really mattered to me, um, I personally, I don't think you should really focus on trying to go to like a school if that's like all you want to do. Like probably mm-hmm. want to maybe just find somebody and that you can lean on maybe get under their wing and see if they'll show you stuff. Uh, but I mean, luckily, I've been able to kind of get the best of both worlds. So mm. I've been able to have some really cool mentors uh, coming up, you know, from producers to engineers to mm. you know creatives in general. Uh, so I've kind of gotten lucky to be able to get the school part and get that as well. Sure. Um, I also went to college too, so I, I had already had my bachelor's degree mm-hmm. um, in marketing. Uh, so you know, for me, it was literally you know strictly just music. Uh, y'all know they do have like an associate's program as well um now one thing i would suggest though um if i could probably go back in time uh, if i would have known more about uh like big music schools and Mm -hmm. music programs i definitely would suggest if like you love doing music in high school i would definitely if i could go back i would look at schools like middle tennessee state that have like a really big Mm -hmm. like music program or um going to SCAD or something like that. Yeah. I, if I could go back in time, that's probably what I would change with college. I probably would have went to like a four-year Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have yeah, went to like a four-year degree. So yeah, I yeah. guess it's something everything. Like music. Yeah. So I guess it's something everything up. If you're a little bit older and you want to broaden your mind, get some new opportunities, learn some new stuff, I would say, yeah, definitely go to a school like SAE. If you're just trying to do just one thing, I don't think you necessarily have to go to a school. Um, I think you can learn a lot uh you can definitely learn a lot outside of school. Um, okay. I've probably learned more outside of school now uh, over the past like three, four years than I did when mm-hmm. I was in school because I'm in like real life situations. Right. You know, like they can't teach you in school how to deal with an artist. Yeah. That's just going to, you know what I mean? They can't deal, they can't teach you how to be able to run a session with mm. an artist that brings 10 people with him and everyone's behind you drinking and smoking. <laughs> 
and you know you're trying to just <laughs> work on the session and try to do a pre-mix but there's everyone's in there yelling and and talking and stuff like that they can't teach you that in school right. so that's why i said some of the stuff you just have to learn out there in the world yeah. too yeah and a lot of it is setting boundaries <laughs> for yourself of what you will and will not allow in your creative space or in the studio yeah i'll I, I put it out there Ain't no way I'm going to have 10 people <laughs> in a session when I'm trying to make music and or record. No, I'm about business. At that moment, I'm about business. It ain't smoking. It ain't drinking. Sorry. I'm just, that's just my own personal, personal thing. Like, that's not happening. Like, yeah. I can't even, I can't even deal with that. It's like, because if they're not being contributory to the project, I don't need you there. Exactly. I don't need you in the studio if you're not contributing. Yeah, see, and like you can't learn that in school because, like I said, when you're in school, they're like, oh, max three people. So, you know, you, you, you just, it's a rule. You know what I mean? It's a rule. Right. You can't have that many people. But, like I said, that's why I said, like, when you get into the real world, it ain't like that. Yeah. Like, you know, people going to be like, hey, man. Hey, yo, I'm coming. I'm bringing, like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm bringing nine of my other homies yeah, with I'm me. Bringing like, with me, man. They're coming, you know. It's like, nah. like, the studio owner's like, you know, I'm trying to get this money. And, then, and exactly, so the studio owner's like, yeah, bring them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, bring them. So you don't like, like, no. Exactly. We're not bringing them. No. <laughs> Sorry. Got to have some type of boundaries in place. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Okay, so being in Atlanta, there, this is a major hub for music. Yes. Music. We got music producers, engineers, singers, rappers, you name it. We we have it all here. So what would be some things that a music producer, an artist would need to do to kind of differentiate themselves in a city where there are so many of us? Um, my biggest advice, and like I said, I, I've always tried to live by this. Um, just just be yourself, man. Just be yourself. Um everybody's not gonna like your beats um doesn't mean that they suck they're not uh, <laughs> you know it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad mm -hmm. now excuse me sometimes they are they are i'm sorry i've, I've heard some producers that they, they just yeah. are bad um but you should never never gotta feel bad about just being yourself and being creative um your time will come um mm -hmm. like i said kind of what i've been realizing lately in the game if you look at like the producers that are like like probably within like the past like two or three years that are like becoming really big or this or that is because like they're bringing a different sound mm -hmm. people want to hear different things so mm -hmm. um like i said if you have that sound and it's different i just say man just stay original stay creative uh don't follow the waves mm -hmm. um because like you know what's hot today isn't gonna be hot mm -hmm. you know six months from now i feel like if you just like find your lane or find like if Find a way that you make beats. Mm -hmm. uh, they sound good, man. I was just say like just, just stick to your sound. Uh, I think you'll end up, you know, winning later on with that. Uh, just, just being yourself, man. Just be creative. And like I said, you'll you'll come across somebody that's uh, you'll come <laughs> yes, across you someone that love your beats. Yes, and, you, you know will. what I mean. And then you know when you guys make music together, it's gonna sound great because you know you just stuck to you know what you mm -hmm. did. You know that's kind of the way I've always just kind of did with my beats. I just always make what I like um, and then I know you know eventually I've been meeting artists lately like I said that we're just able to make good music mm -hmm. man so I know it's gonna it's gonna come and then once that hit record comes mm -hmm. uh, 
I know I'll be straight because everyone will just want they'll want my sound. That's right. They want that Rob um, Thomas sound. It just takes one hit, man. It really does. In this day and era. One. It literally takes one. That's right. You get that one, you're, you're out of here after that. That's right. But, okay, so going back to what you just said, as far as being yourself, being creative, being different. But a lot of people want to ride trends. That is true. Because they see that the trendy music is what people ask. So you said it earlier. Can you make me a beat like? Yeah. Can you do this like? And people want, artists want that. Right? That's a lot. Now, I, I believe there's some artists that don't. They're, they want their own sound. That is true. You know, but I do feel that a lot of people are riding trends. And they feel that if this is the type of song that is hot, this yeah. genre or this subgenre of this type of beat, then you know, they're like, yeah, I want that because. Yeah. Yeah, see, I never want anyone to say I sound like somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same thing with like rapping like mm-hmm. um, uh, you know like somebody comes out and they're like oh they sound like that rapper it's like automatically it's like the public's already looking at you as if like mm-hmm. like you're a rip off of somebody or something mm-hmm. like that like you know someone comes out this and they're like oh man you rap just like that rapper it's like you don't want to be known as like mm-hmm. the person that sounds like somebody else that's how I feel with beats too you know, I don't want, you know, someone to be like, you know, oh, he sound like he part of 808 Mafia. You know, I don't want to want to like say that, you know, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, the producers that are doing really well right now, I feel like, again, like I said, I feel like they're doing very well because they, none of them ever followed mm-hmm. a wave. They always, um, like, again, 808 Mafia is like a great example. Like they came in with the trap beats and they took them to a whole, whole different level a whole different level that like, no one ever would have saw it going to I right. mean to the point to where I mean you know when Jay-Z was rapping over you know 808 yeah. Mafia beats and, and stuff like that so um, like I said you know I, I think again like I said if you stay original I know it's very hard too because the music <laughs> industry the music industry is hard and yeah. you get sad and discouraged all the time um but yeah, I really do believe if you just stick to your guns and mm-hmm. stick to your creative process and you know making sure you're original and you stand out a little bit, man, it'll eventually, it'll eventually just you know happen mm-hmm. for you, you know. But that's right. Uh, I can definitely see why it's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes aren't patient either, though, man. It's it's like not it's not chess. in this society today. No, it's like chess, not checkers, man. So. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's another big thing too, man. I think people don't want to um, mm. like I hear all the time, like if you listen to interviews with like Diddy, Jay Z, all these people, they always talk about man, you gotta go through the struggle. And that and mm. to be honest, that is completely real and I think a lot of people, um, like even like my wife, um, you know, she's starting to get into certain things and sometimes it doesn't work out and she mm. would like get discouraged, but you know. You know, I just, you know, was real with her. And, you know, one day I was just like, man, to be honest, like, you're going to fail. Like, it, it sucks to say it like that. but um, Yeah, it sucks. Um, but you're going to fail. Yeah, you're going to fail. Yeah. So the minute that you can kind of accept that you're going to fail, um, you kind of can brush that off. And then, like mm-hmm. I said, start doing more things. Because, I mean, I've, I've failed at a lot of stuff that I've been doing with music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned from it, and I just kept going. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think as long as you just keep going. Um, I think some people are, like I said, not patient. They're scared to fail. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I know if I do it this way, I know it'll work. I know it'll work. Uh, because that's, it's working today. So it has to work, right? Yeah, you know, like the amount of, like, country rap songs that came out after Little Nas X um, are just, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, people were like, 
man, he went down a weird song. I'm gonna go and make me a country but you rap know, song. But producers have been trying to figure out how to make country rap. That is true. Songs even that before Little Nas X. Yeah, I remember true. when I was back in St. Louis, and we were even at that point thinking about, dang, how can we take yeah. different genres and put them together? <laughs> like, can we take country and make an actual like a country trap? And we were trying, and it was like it came out kind of, eh, yeah, right. I mean, that it was it was kind of blending two types of genres, genres together. I think Lil Nas X just got, and the guy who made the the track for him, it just was the right time, the right moment, and it just blew blew the heck up. Man, that track still amazes me to this day. To be blew honest, the heck man, up. I would have never thought it would have. I mean, it's Diamond, number one mm-hmm. on Billboard for the longest in history of any song. That was crazy. Yeah, but here's but here's the reality. A lot of people, even y'all who are watching, have beats on their hard drives like that today. Exactly. Today. And the only thing is, is that we either don't put them out there, we're not finding the right artist to be on those songs, or it's not getting the, the placements that exactly. that it's supposed to. But Yeah, and like I said, Lil yeah. Nas X is like a good example, too, of like what I was saying earlier. Like, just, just be yourself, man. Like. He didn't think about anything when he when he made that. I don't. He probably didn't have no second thoughts about like, I don't know how people are gonna gravitate towards mm-hmm. this or, I mean they to be honest they probably didn't even think it was gonna be as big as mm-hmm. they did when they dropped it. But again, like I said, they, the guy whoever made the beat, Lil Nas X coming on there, you know, doing it like that, um, you know. Just did, he, did he get the beat from a beat store? He got it off BeatStars. See? Yeah. He did. Yeah, he said he yeah, got it off BeatStars yeah. at first. Yeah. I think he recorded it at his house. So, so even major artists <laughs> are going to <laughs> platforms and no shade. There's no shade on Airbit or I got friends who do Airbit and friends who do BeatStars. So no shade on any of those platforms. But it's always like a butt, right? Yeah. But major artists do go to those platforms and look for music that they can buy one buy one get four free yeah definitely and they'll make a hit song out of it exactly it's so super crazy because yeah, i think he only paid like 30 dollars right that beat so super crazy. <laughs> yeah, 30, 30 bucks yeah, so he paid like 30 bucks for it but. back in the day they were charging 30 grand x <laughs> temple 30 grams like oh my gosh oh yeah oh my yeah, gosh i had i had a uh, nick fury on here and his interview will be coming soon so when that drops y'all make sure y'all y'all check it out he kind of talked about that he was like back in the day he said we got we got paid. Yeah, you gotta. Unfortunately, now you're gonna have to have some hit records on yeah. you to, to charge. Yeah, there was stuff. no buy one, get four free. <laughs> it was buy one, buy one for 40 grand. <laughs> That's about what you were gonna pay for a one beat, whether you use it or not. Yeah, it's like, that's how much you can charge it. It's like, you know, oh my God. No receipt. No receipt, just yeah, 40 grand for one track, right? And so now, I mean, producers are lucky if they get fifteen hundred. I don't know. I don't sell beats for fifteen hundred dollars. I don't. I don't. I don't sell that many fifteen hundreds. Me either. Like, like I was telling you earlier, I haven't made a beat in like three, four months because I've been working on the whole, the whole show. Yeah, that's why my new thing now that I've kind of been focusing more on. Like I said, that's why I said like, let me get mm-hmm. away from the lease and stuff. Let me just find some artists. That's another thing that I think is really cool too. Like. I think in this day and age, I think it's really cool. Like, find, like, for me, like, what I'm doing now, like, like my buddy for Ignorant Luxury, like, I work with him as a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got a buddy from back home that I grew up with. You know, he goes by Hello Shello. 
Um, me and him work on a lot of music because, you know, we click well. Like, I'm working with my little cousin, you know, who just graduated from Tucker High School. So, like, mm-hmm. he's, like, my younger rapper. Um, like I said, he's he's 18, I'm 29. So, like, mm-hmm. it's a big gap, generational gap there. So, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, probably with your sons, their generation, I don't understand them all the way. Mm-hmm. So, it's cool to, like, work with my little cousin so I can, you know, he's going to make some different types yeah. of stuff to my beats that, might that probably will you know be cool for his generation mm-hmm. i don't really know too much about like i said i'm a mm-hmm. 90s kid so i don't really know too much about their generation you know and then like i said my buddy that i work with the r&b thing you know um i think right now in this climate um it's like i think it's better to just like find an artist you get that you guys click well with and mm-hmm. then just continue to grow and make really good music um so that when you know it'll just be organic and then like once you know you both get a hit record mm-hmm. it'll just benefit everybody um like i love like what uh wheezy and turbo you know did with that gun album that mm-hmm. just dropped you know what i mean like they just have been you know clearly they've just been rocking with each other for a long time yeah. and um they turned all of them just turned up together so now Turbo and Wheezy, they're out here doing songs with everybody now, mm-hmm. you know, just off the success of them, just, you know, staying down and working with artists that they believe in. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of, that's what I feel like the wave is right now. For at least for me right now, mm-hmm. I think that's more of the wave of just like developing with an artist um, to where I can help the artist win, the artist right. can help me win. And then those doors should open. And then that's mm-hmm. when I think, you know, to be like, oh, okay, well, this person wants to be for me now. This person wants mm-hmm. to be for me now, you know? Um, that's just kind of like my wave. Because, um, you know, I think artists, man, like I said, in this day and age, they get hit with beats all the time. All the time. Um, so I, I think it's just better to just build with somebody, man. Yeah. And, like, you'll probably, once y'all blow up, then hopefully mm-hmm. the other artists, will, the bigger artists will mm-hmm. then try to come. Because, I mean, I've, I've ran into major artists, you know, they'll give you an email, you send them the beats. Um, it's like hit or miss um, I'd say that I'm probably like I've probably struck out with any person that I've met in person mm. uh, that's giving me an email <laughs> uh, to send them beats I don't email think, this email yeah I don't think I, I don't never check I don't think they've ever opened any beats that I've ever sent them so maybe my new approach if I come across somebody famous I'll just be like hey man let's go to the studio I think that's the next thing I think, let's go to the studio oh, yeah, you, just, think, you just have a studio in your back yeah, I think like, the next time I see somebody I'm gonna just like I'm gonna just be like hey man take, take, take my airpods real quick Right. <laughs> I, think, I think I would just like be like, hey, you gonna listen to him right now, That's man? Right. Uh, like, yo, I'm interested in working with you. Let's do it right now. Let's you do it right take now. Take out the, everything from the bags. <laughs> and then be like, yo, what in the world? Like, are we serious about this? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. That's my next. That's my next thing. That's right. So, so I know you gave us a piece of advice earlier. So, what advice would you give anyone coming into the music industry? They say, you know what? I kind of want to go into music. What should I be mindful of? Um, let's see. You're not going to be able... There there are going to be people that you just can't work with. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a big thing that like AJ taught me too, sometimes you don't have to just say no. Mm. <laughs> Think, yeah, I say no I'm thinking the music industry sometimes you just don't want to say no um, but I, I really do sometimes you just got to be like this ain't gonna work or just like all money ain't good money sometimes mm-hmm. like I said um, if someone's like 
like really difficult to just record like at this point where I'm at now like I would just be like man we just can't work together man like it's just mm-hmm. not gonna work um, uh, like I said I would definitely say like stay true to yourself man um, like I said say no when no needs to be said um, and then I also would say too uh, one big thing that I've learned now that I'm working with more artists I definitely would say discuss discuss what you plan to do with something before it, it happens like before you even record like discuss with that person like hey man uh, are we gonna drop the song or you know mm-hmm. it's just communication man I would say too that's a big thing I learned man like, you gotta communicate with people man if you send somebody beats like you know just you know let the artist know like hey man you know you know let me know if you like them or not if you don't like them or let me know you recorded it you know mm-hmm. send the song to me so i can hear it first mm-hmm. you know like yep. don't record it then just go drop it on soundcloud <laughs> like can you send it to me first so i can hear it and then like do stuff like that man so that'd probably be like my other advice too man like you gotta stay especially as a producer man you gotta yeah. have that communication with the artist or set some type of ground rules before like I feel like music is even made so that both of you guys are on the mm-hmm. same page like that happened to me one time where I made music with somebody but we weren't really on the same page mm-hmm. of how like we wanted to release it or if we were going to do videos or you know what anything really mm-hmm. so I, I think that's really important you gotta be on this everyone gotta be on the same page while you're working on music or it'll get real messy real quick for sure man real quick oh and also send beats to everybody man i I'm just, it sounds really bad but i, I send the same beats to a lot of different mm-hmm. artists man uh i learned that from zay tobin came to sae one time mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he sends the same beats to artists man um until until the song is recorded and you feel like it's a hit song that's that's like me uh now if i record a song with an artist and we release it, maybe it hasn't got a lot of attention yet. Mm. But if I do believe in the song that we made together, like mm-hmm. I won't send the beat to anybody else. Like no one else will ever get a beat from Ignorant Luxury. Because those are songs that I believe yeah. in now. You know what I mean? So like I would never send those beats to anybody else again. But mm-hmm. um yeah, artists like to get your beat in February and claim it in February and then December. <laughs> and then December comes along and they haven't recorded nothing to the beat. Right. But they're still like, but they're still like, you know. Yeah, but hold that beat for me. Yeah, hold that, man. I, I promise you, I'm recording. I promise you, I'm recording too. So if people are recording to them beats, man, ship them things out, man. Because if you got somebody holding on to a beat for six months, you, you never even know. Like I, you know, I may have, you know, you said you used to sing. I may have sent this a really nice beat to somebody in February that never recorded to it, but I maybe could have just gave it to you a couple months mm-hmm. ago, and maybe you would have made a number one hit to it or something. So. Yeah, that's my other thing too, man. If people ain't recording to those beats, man. Send them out. Send them out. Send them out to somebody else, send man. Them out. Don't no one own the beat until they either pay for it. That's right. Or they make a hit record. So <laughs> especially, especially if you sending out free beats to people, oh, like yeah. just to work with them. Like, hey, man, like you know, I believe in what you do. You know, like let's just let's see what we can do. You know, especially if you're doing stuff like that. Nah, man, you gotta send them. Yeah, because the usual response is, yeah, man, I like the beat you sent. Let me hold on to it for yeah, about yeah. a couple months just so I can get a, you know, I can ride to it and fill it out. It's exactly. like, yeah, go ahead and do that. But 19 other people are going to get the same beat. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got you to gotta send them out. That's right. So, Rob, where can people find you? Uh, so, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Rob Thomas Productions, Facebook, Rob Thomas Productions. Um, 
I don't really use Twitter like that, so I'm not going to send out anything on Twitter. Um, and I'm not really on Snapchat like that either. So um, best way to get in contact with me again would be like Instagram at Rob Thomas Productions, Facebook Rob Thomas Productions, um, and then my email is productionkings803 at gmail.com if you want to uh, shoot me an email. And uh, again, like I said, uh, I do produce, I engineer, um, I do do the live sound at the church on Sundays, and like I said, I also do DJ too. So um, if you need any of those services, just let me know. That's right. Rob, man, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Man. Appreciate nice you being here. You, man. Yes, yes. Is there any last final remarks you want to say before we close out? Um, hey, just don't give up, man. Keep going. Any artists, producers, anybody out there that's just working on music, man, mm -hmm. it is. It, it does get you down sometimes, but it's it's still a beautiful thing. Um, that's right. And it's a really a talent uh, to have, man. But like I said, just just don't give up, man. Just keep going. Just keep going. And if you're feeling down, call one of your music buddies. Man. That's right. <laughs> and they'll, they'll, they'll lift you back up, man. But that's just, right. Just don't give up, man. Keep going. Don't keep give going. up. Don't give up. Don't be like that guy, that meme. Where the guy is chopping away at the at, at the um, the ground to get the diamond. And oh, all of a sudden he's been yeah. chopping for like ten years, and he's right at the brink of getting the diamond. He's like, man, forget it, I quit. Yeah, man. Like, you don't never, give up. You, don't give up. You never know, man. It could be right. the next your next song could be the hit one. You just never know. That's right. Just don't give up, man. Keep going. That's right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure that uh, we had you join us today. We'll catch you next week on We Create Music. Make sure to tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where you can catch some amazing interviews with artists, producers, engineers, etc. And that's it. We're out, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in.